Thank you for joining us this morning. If you'd like more information on our services or our pastors, you can visit our website at www.thechurchrc.com. For today's message, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. You have a Bible, turn to Romans 7, 15 through 20. Romans 7, 15 through 20. I'm excited to preach to you today. I feel like I have a message that is going to help you change your life. Amen. Romans 7, 15 through 20. I'm actually just going to read 15. Just simplify it. I want to get out of here. I'm hungry. Romans 7, 15, it says, and this is the Apostle Paul. Now, you have to understand that Paul wrote two-thirds of the, the New Testament, just a little bit of groundwork, but Romans 7, 15, it says this. It says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Come on, has anybody ever been there? If you're taking notes today, I'd love for you to to title this message. It won't make sense until the end. But you can title this message, Just Call Me Jacob. Just Call Me Jacob. Amen. Lord, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear and hearer. It's open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man, but they've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would speak to the hearts of your people. Lord, let no one leave the same, but let everyone be changed in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, touch three people. Say, just call me Jacob. Come on. Just call me. Come on, get involved. Just call me Jacob. Jacob's like, I, this is, I'm Jacob. In 2002, there was a, uh, an awesome movie that came out. Some of you won't remember, but uh, I thought it was a pretty cool movie. And uh, it was called Catch Me If You Can. Uh, and, it, I mean, it's a fascinating movie, uh, and it's uh, autobiographical about the man named Frank Abagnale. Now, Frank Abagnale decided that one day that he was uh, tired of living a boring life, tired of living his routine life. He wasn't satisfied with what he had. He wasn't satisfied with where he lived. He wasn't satisfied with uh, the, what he was doing. And so he decided that, you know what, since I, I'm not happy with this, I'm just going to become somebody else. I'm just going to pretend to be somebody somebody else and so what he did was is he was an extremely intelligent guy and he decided uh, that he was just going to fake his identity and uh, and he got so good at it that he actually uh, fooled a whole lot of people. And, and his first person to uh, to to be a false identity was an, uh, an Ameri- or, or I'm sorry, a Pan Am um, uh, pilot. Now, I, I don't know about you, but to me, this is a little bit scary because I'm wondering every time I get on a plane, are you really a pilot or are you just pretending to be a pilot? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so he... he, uh, he uh, fake that identity, and they started to catch on to him because he was cashing all these checks, and he was uh, he was making all this money, and finally they realized, wait a second, this guy isn't legit, he's not real, and so they begin to catch on to him, so now then, he decides to take it a little bit further, and uh, he becomes a doctor. And he's actually practicing medicine, and he's and not only practicing medicine, he is uh, he he starts uh, being over the residents there, and is telling them how to do what he doesn't even really know how to do, and he's and he's working the system, and everything's going good, and and uh, man, he's getting favor there. But then guess what? They start to catch on to him there, and so now then he finds some girl that he likes, I think, and and he decides that he's going to be a uh, university professor, and. 
and uh, he fakes that for a while, and it works out pretty good, but then the, they catch on to him, so he becomes a film director. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm honestly amazed that he is able to do this. And then uh, that, they catch on to that. He passes the bar exam and becomes a lawyer. Actually passes the bar exam. There's no way around it. So he passes the bar exam. And I love this because he had so much potential, but he was using it the wrong way. And he was trying to be somebody that he wasn't. He was trying to act like somebody that he wasn't. Let me just tell you, this is a side point. I want you to understand that God has put on the inside of you something. God has put an ability, a gift on the inside of you. You have potential on the inside of you. And if you would wake up and understand that everything you need to succeed is within you, then you'll begin to put your hand to it and God will make you prosper. Amen? Side note. But, but I'm amazed at this story because Frank was able to deceive so many people into believing that he was something that he wasn't. That, that amazes me. And on the second, the second reason why it kind of amazes me is because I can sort of kind of relate. No, I'm not pretending to be a pastor. Come on. Wait a second. Wait a second. I've never pretended to be a doctor. I've never pretended to be an airline pilot, but have you ever pretended to be someone that you're not? Have you ever acted like someone that you are? Now, I want you to understand before you say no and you act like, oh, well, no, that's not me. I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I want you to understand that you probably are sitting next to somebody that lives with you. And they know whenever the door closes and you're at home, they know the way you really smell. Your wife knows that your breath stinks in the morning. Come on. She knows that, that, uh, that not everything you do is beautiful. She knows that the truth is, is that the person that lives with you understands kind of sort of the real you. They understand how you are. They understand how you act. Because there is a real us and then there's a, uh, an us that we want to be. There's an us that we want everybody to see. Now, if, they, if there's not somebody sitting next to you that lives with you, chances are you're sitting next to somebody that sees you on social media. And there's an image that you post, and there's what you really look like. Come on, somebody. We know how many filters did you run that picture through? Another side note, if you post a selfie, there is a 9 in 10 chance that I will not like it. Selfies annoy me to the extreme. I, I, how much self can you handle? How much, how much me can you handle? It, it gets on my nerves. I saw this one picture of a guy, and he was a younger guy, and he took a picture of himself, and he says, hanging with my boo at the lake. Now, his boo is not in the picture. And he, he replies back, she's the apple of my eye. 
Now, I'm just amazed at this because the truth is, is that we have an image that we like to portray. We have something that we want everybody else to think we are. We, have, we, we, we want to put an image out there that we have our act together and that we have no difficulties and we don't struggle with anything and everything is perfect and everything is good. But I want you to understand that most everyone in this place have something that they struggle with on a regular basis. They have something that they're fighting with at home. There, there's something on the inside of them that maybe their spouse doesn't even know about. And the truth is, is that we all have inner struggles. Because there's a future me, and there's the current me. The future me has a six-pack. But still gets to eat whatever he wants. Come on, somebody. The future me never loses his temper in traffic and never talks and never yells at anybody when they cut him off. I'm always happy and I'm always praying for him and I'm always got a smile on my face and I'm always blessing him. Come on, bless him, Lord, and teach him how to drive. That's what I... But the current me sometimes loses it. More than sometimes loses it. On a lot of time loses it. Come on. The future me never gets mad at his kids, never yells at his kids, never loses it with his kids. The current me, come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all, y'all gonna act like y'all leaving me up here to dry. It, the truth is, is that everyone in here has a, a a person that they want to be, a person that they're striving to be, a person that they that man. I, I one day I'm gonna be this way, and they have a current them, the one that that loses it sometimes, the one that gets mad, the one that gets angry every now and then, the one the one that doesn't always uh, nail it, the one that that messes up more than on a occasion. And uh, I want to talk to that person today. I know all you perfect people in here, you just sit back and just smile and wait for the bratwurst. (laughs) But I want to talk to the person who's real enough to say, I have a struggle. And I have something that I fight with. And I have a side of me that I don't like. And I wish it wasn't there. I want to talk to that person. Because the truth is, you can go through the Bible and you'd realize really quickly that you're not alone. See, we like to take people's lives and we like to put them on pedestals and say, oh, they got their act together. But the truth is, is you can take a man like David, who God says, he's a man after my own heart, but he committed adultery and had her husband killed. You can take a man like Moses, who was a murderer, but God used to deliver a nation. You can take a person like Peter, who preached on the day of Pentecost, but denied Jesus three times because he was a coward. The truth is, is that we all have a struggle. You can take a man like Paul, who was persecuting the church, And who 
propel the church, God used to propel the church forward. And even in this passage of scripture, he's very open and transparent. See, I have a problem with pastors who aren't transparent. Who act like, oh man, my crap don't stink. I've got it together. I, I'm perfect. I don't ever struggle. I never yell. I never raise my voice. You're a liar. Straight up liar. Because Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and here he said, in verse 15, it says, For what I'm doing I do not understand, for what I will to do, that I do not practice, but what I hate, that I do. There's a struggle, and the struggle is real. Amen? I, just for the next few moments, I want to take a look at the, a man named Jacob in the Bible. In Genesis 25... We're going to go 21 through 26. I'm going to try to make this quick. Genesis 25, 21 through 26. You got it? Say amen. Amen. It says this. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? Come on, somebody. Some of you got a struggle in the inside of you, and you wonder, Why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations. Sometimes what you have on the inside of you is bigger than you realize. Man, that's good preaching just by, it's not even with my... Two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, hairy, nasty. Looked like her daddy. (laughs) He was hairy garment. He had a hairy garment all over, so they called him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Now, I I want you to understand something, because from a very early age, we see the struggle that Jacob would have all his life. From a very young age, we really grab a hold of this. See, back in the day, names really meant something. Now we just kind of like, Brian, what does that mean? Strong warrior? I don't know. The truth is, is we don't really know what, we name our kids like rain and leaf and bananas. and Who, I mean, come on. We don't, we don't really care. I mean, we just name, we like the name, and so we name it. But back in those days, it was really important to name a, a, a child. And so here Jacob is. We see him being born. And I want you to get this picture because as he comes out, uh, the, his brother comes out of the, the womb first. And the being first was a big deal back in those days. And, and it, was, it was something because the first, uh, firstborn got everything. The firstborn got more than the second. It was just the way it was. You, you were better off. If you were firstborn, and and I love this because we see Jacob even before he was conscious, he had a struggle because he is grabbing a hold of his brother's heel. See, Jacob's struggle all of his life. We'll see a, a, a little bit later on is that he had a me first mentality. 
He had a mentality of, I need to be first. I need to be over. I need, I, I need to be, beat everybody else out. And he had this selfish behavior that was stuck with him all his life, so much so that his parents actually named him Jacob, which means heel grabber, surplanter, or deceiver. That's in biblical times, washing the blood of Jesus, amen. So, but that's what it meant in the Bible. That's, that's, what, it, that's what it meant. And, and so they, they put a label on him. Now, come on, somebody. Sometimes you have a struggle in your life that people will put a label on you and call you something, and you feel like you're stuck with it for your entire life. And, and, and I love this because maybe that's not your issue. Maybe you don't struggle with being selfish. Maybe, uh, maybe you're a good person, and you're giving, and man. And my son's that way. He gives everything. He can, uh, th- we can give my daughter and my son a cookie, and they'll be eating it. My daughter eats like me, and she gets it scarfed down pretty quick. And, and my son's just kind of chilling. He's taking his time, and he's about halfway through. And, and he'll, uh, my, my daughter will say, can I have the rest of your cookie? And he says, sure. Selfish is not in him. He just, he just loves to give. So maybe your struggle and maybe the thing that you have is not being selfish or a me first mentality. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something like lust. Maybe, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something like greed. Maybe it's completely different. Maybe it's anger. What, whatever it is, there's something that most of us have, have struggled with for a long time. And looking at, at Jacob's life, it even goes back to when he was first born. And, and the truth is, is that we are born into sin. And, and that's just the way it is. Come on, you don't have to teach a kid to be selfish. You don't have to teach a kid to, to be greedy. You don't have to teach a kid to lie. You don't have to teach a kid to steal. You don't have to teach a kid to cheat. The truth is, is it's in them. And we see that Jacob is struggling even before he knows what's going on with trying to be first, with a me first mentality. And as he gets a little bit older, it's in it amazing how we get a little more devious as we get older. And he begins to take it to another level and 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 I love and I just want to read it real quick in Genesis 27, 6 through 11. Genesis 27. I'm going to kind of skip around because time is short. Genesis 27, 6 through 11. It says, So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat and bless you, in the presence of the Lord before my death. I don't know about you, but I, I like that. I want my dad to bless me. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of goat, and I will make savory food from them for your father such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am smooth-skinned. Now, here's, just quickly, just, I want you to understand. See, I always felt bad for Jacob because his mama talked him into doing this, right? Man, talk about an evil woman. You know, here he is minding his own business, and mom comes in and says, hey, I got this plan. I got this. But the truth is, is because I picture Jacob 
as like, you know, pimple face, skinny, you know, hair, no hair. You know, I picture him as this young teenager. Is that the way you picture him? That's the way I picture him. But the truth is, is that in this passage of Scripture, Jacob is 76 years old. 76. And still living with his mama. He's got more problems than we, we know. But, but, but the truth, here, here's the thing is I always felt bad for him. But let me tell you something. There comes a time in your life when you have to take responsibility for your own actions. There comes a time in your life that you need to stop blaming your mama. You need to stop blaming your daddy. You need to stop blaming your grandparents. You need to stop blaming everybody that hurt you in your life. And you need to say, you know what? I did that on my own. It wasn't them. They didn't make me do it. They didn't hold a gun to my head. The fact is I did it all by myself. And here he is in 15 and 16. It says, so Jacob. Oh, I'm sorry. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of the elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of kids of goats on his hands and on a smooth part of his neck. Now, that's a hairy man. Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. We'll skip down to 21. It says, Then Isaac, so Jacob walks in. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice. Come on, somebody. God has given you a unique voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. I'm going to read down just a little bit farther. Then he said, are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. Now, here's the thing is, is that now we really see that, that Jacob's me first mentality has gone to another level. And I think this really has to hit home because the truth is, is that now then we see him in order to get ahead, in order to be blessed, in order to be accepted, he's willing to take his game to another level. He's willing to take it up a notch. And what he does is, is he begins to put on a mask. And I think a lot of times in our society, most people live their lives putting on a mask because they want other people to accept them. They want other people to love them. They want other people to bless them. They want them uh, to be friends with them. And, and we live our lives putting on something that doesn't belong to us, that doesn't look like us. And we walk through our lives trying to pretend that we are something that we aren't. And we get the blessing. And guess what? Some, that will never fulfill you because God cannot bless bless a mask. God can bless, not bless who you aren't. God can't bless who you're pretending to be. So he gets the blessing. He puts it on and he gets the blessing. He walks out and guess what? His brother finds out and says, I'm going to kill him. So what he thought would satisfy, what he thought would fulfill, what he thought would make him happy, put him on the run. So he ends up leaving the house and everything that he'd known for 21 years. 
And now then we look at his life, and he's 97 years old. He's married. He has kids. He's worked for his uncle. He's done a lot of growing up. And now then he's walking along, and he's headed home to face who he really is. To face what he's done. To face the mistakes. In Genesis 32, I'm nearly done. Y'all hang with me. Genesis 32. In verse 24, it says this. It said, then Jacob was left alone. Sometimes to find out who you really are, you just need to get by yourself. To find, come on, we live in a society that we are constantly we've got phones in our hands and we constantly are, are looking at Facebook and we're looking at Instagram and we're looking at Twitter. And I think that we live our lives fi- always fighting and always uh, uh, comparing ourselves to somebody else. And the truth is, is that you, if you're ever going to find yourself, sometimes you just need to get alone. And Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him. Now the man here, most scholars will argue that this is a form of Jesus. It's a form of Jesus. Some say it's an angel, but it is, a, it is definitely God has come down to encounter him. In whichever shape, in whichever form, but man is capital here. That means it is a form of Jesus. Okay, are you ready? It says, uh, now when he saw that he did not, uh, I'm sorry, uh, then Jacob was left alone, and a man rested with him until the breaking of day. Come on. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. Come on, he was 97 years old. That ain't a surprise. He's been wrestling all night. It's something about to fall out. I, I, uh, as he wrestled with him. Come on. Breaking a hip. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Some of you have been trying to get, God, uh, get people to bless you all your life. You've been trying to get your dad's blessing. You've been trying to get your mom's blessing. You've been trying to get your friend's blessing. God's blessing will satisfy. God's blessing will set you free. Will not go, let go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? Haven't we heard that before? When Jacob was in the tent and his dad and he had a mask on. He was pretending to be somebody that he wasn't. And his dad said, what is your name? He said, I am Esau. And he was pretending to be something that he wasn't. Now then, he's wrestling with God in the middle of nowhere by himself. And God looks at him and says, what is your name? What is your struggle? What is the deal? What have you been fighting with all your life? says, my name's Jacob. Heel grabber. Deceiver. 
supplanter. All my life, had a me first mentality. That's, that's who I am. And God looks at him. He says, no longer will you be called Jacob. Deceiver. From now on, your name will be called Israel. Which means triumphant with God. Because you have wrestled with God and with man and prevailed. And I love that so much because I want you to understand there's sometimes in our lives that we wrestle with things for so long that we try to overcome it on our own, that we try to, uh, to be victorious on our own, that we, we keep wrestling with this thing. And if I, I have to keep it hidden from God because if God knew who I was and if God knew my struggle, he wouldn't love me. He wouldn't accept me. But I want you to understand something, that when you come before God, come on, the Bible says to come boldly into the throne room of grace, that you may obtain mercy to help in time of need. And I want you to understand when you come before God and you're by yourself and all the masks are taken off and everything is stripped down and you look at God and you say, God, this is my struggle. This is my pain. This is the issue that I've had so long. He looks at you and says, no longer will you be referred to, come on somebody, by that issue. But I call you triumphant with God. You can't do it on your own but you can do it when I'm on your side. Triumphant. Now then, there's a part that confuses me because here his name has changed from Jacob to Israel. And you would think from there on his name will always be Israel. I mean, from there on, it's, if God calls me something, I'm going to call my, hey, this is who I am. But all through Jacob's life, he's referred to as Jacob and as Israel. All through his life, he's referred to as both after this moment. And I begin to think about it because the truth is, is sometimes change isn't always immediate, is it? Sometimes we want it to be, but sometimes change is a process. Sometimes I, I act like the future me. Sometimes I act like the one that's got it all together. Sometimes I really do a good job and I go for a long time, but then there's other times that I revert back to the old. And I want you to understand that it's just a process. When you keep putting one foot in front of the other and you keep walking it out, God will make you triumphant. Years later, most of us know the story of Moses and Moses is being called to go and talk to Pharaoh. Come on, y'all know the song, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, hey. Oh. Huh. scared, nervous. I'm done. I'm... He says, who do I say sent me? And God says, tell Pharaoh, the, the father of Abraham, the father of Isaac. Now here's where it confuses me because I expect him to say the father of Israel because I'm a natural man and I don't know about you, 
but when my kids behave and my kids are doing right and they've got it all together, they're my kids. Come on. Now, when they're messed up and they're acting a fool, they're acting crazy, guess who they belong to? They're Crystal's kids. And so here I expect God to say, the father of Abraham, the father of Isaac, and the father of Israel. But God does something that only God can do because he says, the father of Abraham, the father of Isaac, and the father of Jacob. And most of the time I miss this because I didn't understand it and I never really fully grabbed a hold of it. But one, one day it hit me and I realized that God in this moment is saying, I'm the father of your struggle. I'm the father of your difficulty. I'm the father of the issue that you've been wrestling with for a long time. I'm not just the father of the perfect. I'm not the father of the one that has it all together. I'm not the, one, I'm not the father of the one that just never struggles. But I'm the father of your hopelessness. I'm the father, come on, of your issue. I'm the father of your mistakes. I want you to understand that he's the father of Jacob too. Father of Jacob. 